Hello and welcome to Charity Chat, the ACNC's podcast. My name is Matt Crichton and I'm from the ACNC's education team. In this episode, I spoke with Commissioner Dr Gary Johns about the new Enhanced Charity Register. We spoke about all the ways that it will greatly benefit charities, philanthropists and anyone interested in finding a charitable cause or a program to support. We hope you enjoy the chat. Welcome to Charity Chat, Gary. We are pleased to have you to discuss the important improvements to the Charity Register. Good. Thanks indeed, Matt. Look forward to it. Now, before we get into some of the, the specific details of what's happened, what, why it's improved, why it's much better, I wanted to start with the basic premise, which is providing people with more information. Can you just set the scene a little bit and talk about the importance of this for the charity sector? Yes. Well, we're conscious that we provide a register and we invite people to come and look at that register of 60,000 charities. So the question arises, what are they looking at? And the question for me always has been, what's good information? And, well, I thought we could improve on the information that we could provide in the register to help people make decisions, uh, whether it's to inspire their giving or more collaboration between charities, greater connections. Uh, I thought we could improve it, and and I reckon through uh, the marketplace we've done that. You mentioned there the the marketplace, and and that's effectively what these improvements have done. And and we've spoken before about the potential for the charity register to help people make decisions. But now that it, it is there for people to use, it does provide them with the tools they need to be able to make those decisions you're talking about, which fosters the the marketplace as you describe it? Yes, well, it's a marketplace in the sense that uh, people can come to it and find what they want to buy, if you like. Now, the key issue for us was what's the best way to describe what charities do? And it became clear once we spoke to charities in the last couple of years that what best describes what they do are their programs. So we asked charities to fill out their annual information statement and specify their programs, and we put it into a a common language, commonly used terms, so that uh, it's now possible, without knowing the name of a charity, to begin to search for charity programs just using common descriptive terms. And and it's really uh, provided uh, just an enormous insight into the work of the sector, which is what you know, the ACNC Act tells me to do. And just on that, you, you mentioned that it, it's now possible to do this. So pr- previously, and this is, I suppose, for people that weren't familiar with the charity register in its previous iteration, it wasn't possible to search for a charity based on the programs that it delivered, based on its services, if, um, for example, you didn't know specifically the charity that you were looking for. That's right. So the register was set up as part of a legal process of registration and that a charity would confirm its registration by each year filling out the annual information statement and attaching various documents uh, to do with its responsible persons and its constitution, foundation document, whatever. And and that's important. That uh, confirms that the charity uh, is they say they are. But that's about it. You couldn't find out too much else about the charity and what it did. And it was very difficult to look 
you know, left or right to see what other charities did similar things mm. because I'm convinced that in most decisions we make about you know, whether it's purchasing or donating or donating time or money, mm. we want to know who else does similar things, you know, just simple comparisons. So from now on in, you'll be able to come to the register. You can still search by name if you want. Uh, just to look up the credentials of a charity. But you can also now search by program, the sort of program that might suit your charitable interests or the people or things it is uh, purporting to help, you know, the beneficiaries, and, of course, where the help's delivered, uh, mm. in many cases, right down to the suburb. So between those three search criteria, you'll get a, a list of charity programs that just may suit you. Just to illustrate the difference this is for a user of the register, previously, if you had a cause in mind or, or a service that you're interested in supporting, the register didn't really allow you to find anything aside from whether or not a particular charity that you knew the name of was in fact registered. If you wanted to actually find a, a way to, to channel your um, interest in a cause, the register really couldn't help that user in that situation. No, it couldn't. Uh, it, was, it was quite limited, as I say. It was that, it was that registration purpose rather than opening up yep. uh, to the public uh, all the good that charities do. So we, we unlocked it. We, we found that I think the gold was in, mm. in what charities do in their programs, and then we have given people tools to be able to assay uh, between the various programs and find... What, what suits them. And keep in mind that while we register 60,000 charities, there are at least 80,000 programs that they're running. So you now have a selection among 80,000 programs and it makes the sector more visible. Mm. And you can have a, a, a big charity might have hundreds of programs. In fact, they'll have they'll tell me they have hundreds, but in fact, they have probably half a dozen programs, but they run them out at many locations so you can find right. this but you can have a charity in fact most charities just run one program in one place now under the search criteria you've got the same chance of finding that small charity running one program as a large charity which is running a program in your area say amongst you know all of its programs so now we've built effectively what amounts to a database of charities and their programs available to everyone and for free. And it's opened up uh, more opportunities for more groups or types of people to use the charity register. I just want to touch on a couple of specific groups. How does it improve the work for, say, grant makers or philanthropists in searching for a charity because they've obviously got some funds to disperse and the charity register now can be an important tool in that work? I think it can. A philanthropist or grant maker has the difficult decision of deciding who to give the money to. And I don't know what criteria they, they use, but to use my analogy earlier, if, if you know what's in the market, comparative programs, presumably the philanthropist, grant maker and their advisors will now go in to the charity marketplace, the enhanced register and say, oh, okay, so there are, you know, five, six, seven, one, two, whatever programs that suit my interest as a philanthropist or grant maker, 
So now I can begin to compare, contrast, ask questions, write to them all or whatever. So it's a very powerful tool to inform philanthropy and grant making. And you touched on this before, but I was interested to hear you speak more about how it benefits charities themselves. While the public aspect is a pretty obvious one, the public can come there and search for charities and compare different charities and see what programs and services are available in specific areas. But for charities themselves, could you speak about how the improvements to the register make a difference to them and their work? Yes, it seems obvious. We think that when a charity registers with us, they know everyone else who's doing similar things. But in fact, they don't. Uh, I've had many charities come to me and say, you know, this would be very useful. I'm setting up and I want to know who else is doing uh, similar things. Uh, one, because they might join forces. Uh, that'd be that'd be useful. Uh, or they might say, but I could learn from those other charities. Uh, I, I could set up uh, professional links and we could talk about how better to go about our charitable purpose. So I think it'd be very powerful for charities themselves to find like-minded people or people with similar skills. Uh, and and that will improve their work enormously. And I, and I didn't realise, I must admit, a couple of years ago, the extent to which charities often don't know who else is in the marketplace. Yeah, and it can also shape the strategic direction of a charity. For example, if they are looking to set up a new program or service or a new wing of their charity to do a different thing, using the register now can allow them to see what else is out there, who else is doing this similar work, whereas previously they were probably operating blind and it would have been a lot of time and money sunk into the new venture before they realised that there are two or three, if not more, doing similar work in, in a similar geographic location. Yes, uh, so they could spend some time searching the register, finding out whether or not they're fulfilling a need or filling a gap and if so, are there collaborators? Are there people they can work with? And experienced people who, who, who might you know, tell them what works and, and what doesn't. I think we'll see a lot of uh, cooperation. And of course, there's always competition in this market for you know, supporters and so on. I, I, I think we'll see a, literally uh, an enlightening and an enlivening of the sector you know, with the help of this tool. And importantly, the tool is only as useful as the information that it contains. So there is a responsibility on charities themselves to do themselves justice or do their work justice by uh, providing as much information as they can about their programs to make sure that the millions of people that are viewing the charity register yearly do get to see their work and, and potentially become supporters or donors of, of that charity. Yes, well... Look, we, we had no idea how many programs that the 60,000 charities would run, but it works out in our first round of annual information statements. It worked out just slightly less than two programs per charity. Mm. We've found now in the second year, as the AISs are coming in, that's lifted slightly. Right. So that says two things to me. One, Charities just hopped straight in and did this. It was not difficult. It, it, they knew they could use this tool. Mm -hmm. They explained and said, you know, we've got two programs, bang, bang, this and that, or three or four or one. And now perhaps there's a bit more elaboration. People might be saying, well, 
we we put down two last year, but you know, maybe we've got a new one this year, or maybe we could split one of those into two because it better describes. It's a tool for charities. Ultimately, mm. they can use it to describe as best they can what they do. Oh, and the other thing, Matt, is that uh, charities very soon will be able to update their programs at any time. So in other words, mm-hmm. uh, June 30 and, uh, you know, a program has come to the end of its life, you stop it, we'll take it off, take right. it off, register, amend it. Or you might pick up a new one on 1st of July, uh, you know, you got lucky with uh, with a department or a, a philanthropist, mm-hmm. uh, put on you, put it in. So you mm-hmm. want to keep it up to date because you don't want someone coming along having check the charity register, knock on your door and you say, oh, no, we don't do that anymore, you know. Yeah. No, <laughs> don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> keep, it, keep it fresh, but it's a charity's own responsibility. Uh, it's, it's an opportunity for them, but you want to keep it up to date. So I suppose in a way it's an opportunity for charities to use this as almost part of their own promotional uh, material in that they know people are going to be looking at the register and looking at their programs via this charity register tool. So make sure it's up to date in the same way that you'd make sure any other material that you've got promoting your work is is kept up to date with your latest programs. Absolutely. Look, it has a marketing element to it and it's good marketing because, you know, you, you go down the, the supermarket shelves, you, you, you know you want a jar of jam, <laughs> uh, you don't know which one. So in a sense, uh, this tool will get you into the supermarket, into the into the right aisle, and you can begin to compare the similar products. And I don't know what donors or philanthropists want in a charity product, but our job was to get them there to yep. make their search for, well free, simple, and and pretty accurate, and quite powerful. And I think given the number of hits we get on this register, I think there'll be a lot of people trawling through, asking good questions, uh, making comparisons, thinking about, you know, it, it'll, it'll be very useful. For more episodes, as well as useful resources such as guides, fact sheets and webinars, visit acnc.gov.au. And don't forget to subscribe to Charity Chat where you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening.